Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Drew Nixon with you. Day number one. We're here the entire week getting you set for the big game. Chiefs, 49ers. We'll have special guests stopping by throughout the whole week. But, guys, not, not too bad to be in Las Vegas for a whole week talking some Chiefs football and, once again, the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. Well, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> if that's given the option, no. I'm happy to be here again. Um, well, you know, on Radio Row again, covering a Chiefs Super Bowl again, going to another opening night tonight again. Plus, you know, I know that every single sports league avoided Las Vegas for so long, but that time has long since sailed. They got a football team here. They're getting a baseball team here. They'll probably have an NBA team here eventually. Hell, there's slot machines in the actual venue that are sponsored by the NFL. I have a hard time imagining a lot of these leagues won't lean into Vegas as much as possible here going forward. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for another Radio Row. Yeah, man, it's going to be a great week. Uh, of course, our Radio Row coverage here, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this week and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And also by Raygun, the greatest store in the universe. We'll have some T-shirts from them later on this week uh, for our, some of our guests that are stopping by. And also, again, Thursday night. So if you're a fan of the Chiefs, you're coming out to Vegas and you've got all your weekend plans figured out, but maybe you're trying to figure out Thursday. Maybe you're getting in Thursday night. We've got a great party over at Circus Sports Stadium Swim Club from 5 to 9 Pacific time. We'll be doing two extra hours that night and then hanging out. We're competing against San Francisco. Let's not forget, we're trying to show up in a big way. We'll be competing with our sister station, 95.7 The Game. So if you wear your Chiefs gear and you represent, you're going to get a free drink ticket. And the party's free. You just got to RSVP. We'll put out the link again. It's on our social media channel. So Thursday night, if you're wondering where you can meet up with us a little bit, that's one of the events that we have planned already. And we'll continue to tell you more about this. But, you know, we got in yesterday afternoon, and it was it – was, look, we – Flew late a little bit. Like I understand, and I understand that, look, you're going to have travel hiccups, and, hey, you're going to the freaking Super Bowl. So, you know, who cares, You're not right? allowed to complain. You're not allowed to complain. But for a while, we, we thought we were going to be stuck on a taxiway for 90 minutes. That's what the pilot told us, guys. Like, us we first. were sitting there. We, we, hadn't, we had taxied away from the gate at, uh, at KCI, and all of a sudden the pilot's like – well, we've got an hour and a half window to potentially be able to take off. There's a VIP airspace uh, in Vegas. It's holding up things. And he's like, I don't know if they're going to be able to bump us because that VIP, well, that's Air Force One. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the first. Oh, that's not a VIP, by the way. I mean, it's some level above VIP. Oh, that's, okay. I, I was like, no, what else is a VIP if that's, that's not a VIP? That, it's not. It's too high. <laughs> it's too high. It's like It needs an extra letter or something. Uh -huh. The acronym needs to be longer. I think you could just say it's POTUS, and we all get it. But I think that that's above VIP level in my opinion. Fortunately, it ended up only being, what, 45 minutes, and then they made up time in the air. So that, that's how our, our day started. We ended up getting in, 
came here to Radio Row, got things set up, and had a chance uh, last night to, to hang out a little bit. And it was <laughs> it, it was interesting. We we had to pick up a few things from the hotel sure. that get shipped, right? You got to have some of your. We had our equipment, but you have to have some things. And all Cody tells me, he went down to the security office at the hotel, and all real quick, Cody's just like. Man, the security guard was kind of an ass. And I was like, what? So what happened? Okay, so look, I, you'd think that uh, this is someone's going to put this on me. Like, oh, Cody already mixing it up with hotel security. Uh-huh. Okay, we have a box delivered. I know it got delivered on Friday. Someone sent me tracking information that said it was here. Cool. We need it for Radio Row so we can have the banners that are behind us set up so that we can look nice. <laughs> so I pick up the wall security phone. I'm like, hi, I'm here to pick up a package. My name's this. It's under this guest name. Security guard comes out and he's like, who told you it was here? Like, I don't know, my boss. What do you mean? Like, not the hotel. And he's like, I'll be back. Then he just leaves. And then he comes back 10 minutes later, and he seems so mad to have to deliver me this box. He says nothing. They just, like, hold open a door. I'm like, am I supposed to come in the office now? So I go into the security office, and I'm like, what do you need? He's like, I need $11. I was like, what? He's like, I handled this package. We need $11 for it. Do you want cash or to charge Wait, he it to your you room? to just hand him cash? He wanted, he wanted me to just give him $11 cash. Dude, he was going to pocket it. If I gave him cash, he's pocketing it. Let's just face this. I respect that, here. though. You know, I, I respect that. He's trying to make a few extra. It's Vegas, man. They, they, every, they're going to make money off everything. Somebody, do you have to you go? think it was free labor for them to hold on to the package? Yes. Huh? I love what, by the way. A hotel is, can't Drew, store something for five seconds? True. this is where it's great that. Everything was packaged towards Cody. So he was responsible right. for all of it. Not my problem. We got two more boxes coming, yeah. by the way. So I got to deal with this guy uh-huh. two more times. Yeah. Sounds like a you problem, you know? This sounds like something you're going to have to handle. You uh, might be giving him 11 more dollars. Yeah. So you, you might want to have some cash on you later on today. I'm not giving him cash. He can't have my cash. Yeah. That's then, for gambling. Then we went, to, we went to dinner last night. We'll get into some Chiefs and their back-to-back quest in a second. But uh, we're, we're in Las Vegas, and, and obviously day one up. Uh, if anybody was wondering right away off the bat, did any, someone said, did anything crazy happen last night? Not yet. Not yet. We haven't even been in, in town for 24 hours, uh, so we, ha- we haven't had anything crazy happen. We went out to dinner, though, and we put out a tweet. Some of you already responded. There was a, a drink was ordered between the three of us at the table. One of us ordered a drink. One of us was carded last night, and some of you were guessing. You can guess to, again if you want on the Jay Southland Tozer text line, 913-586-7610. The drink, I sent out the photo, or we sent out the photo, and um, it was different than the drink that two of us ordered. Yes. Who ordered that drink, and what the heck was it? I ordered that drink, and it was... It looked like like a girly drink. Listen. It looked tasty. I can't argue that. It was very tasty. tasty. It had, had, I don't remember all of it. It was called the Valencia. (laughs) I do know that. It had some rum in it. It had... Some vodka in it had fresh squeezed pineapple, and Ooh. also um, I think there was some like orange a squeeze great in there drink as well. on the beach or by the pool. But we were at an Italian restaurant last night. Okay, a nice, a nice Italian restaurant. So Cody and I get a glass of wine. Uh, Drew ends up ordering that, and you got carded. Which I did. Like, God, that's rough. You were the only yeah. one. She like Nobody embarrassed else. you in front of your friends. Carding you look, in front look, of everyone else. She that got a, feel real old, she got a kick out. The waitress got a kick out of that though, because your no, reaction. You, Drew was happy to be carded. That's I, what I, was I am. I am always happy to be carded. Any any time that I can still look like I'm 18 is that's fine. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the drink was good. It's it's definitely a poolside drink. I did also order a salmon at an Italian restaurant, so that was a little Why'd bit Why'd you different. order salmon? Well, no, because uh, so I'm yeah, looking that... at the menu, and there's one thing. When I look for – if I'm at an Italian restaurant, I look for lasagna. I love lasagna. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't see lasagna on there. I was like, all right. Oh, I didn't well, check. I well, know. what else do they have? They had some steaks, and I was like, oh, salmon. I haven't had a salmon in a long time. I'm going to get salmon. It was very good. Okay, so you're – I'm not ashamed. You should be a little ashamed. That was the salmon good. Was the salmon good at least? Yes, yes, it was very good. But salmon at an Italian restaurant's a bold move. I mean, you get pasta. Yes. Or they had like a specialty meatball. Or, you know, like, I don't. Yeah, this place. Honest to God, I thought both of you screwed up your order. What? Look, we can take this. I ordered a classic Italian dish. We can take this to the tax line, (laughs) or we can send out a video later, whatever. You, we went to a nice Italian restaurant. We did. And so, like, all these options, and you've got spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. That just feels... Yeah. His is more classic than mine. Mine's, I, 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 mean, I didn't have a problem. It, it, like, other than that's like, one of the easiest dishes well, you can make on the planet. Why would you go to... Why would you get something what? you couldn't make on your own? But wait, that logic doesn't work, though, man. Because he doesn't that, cook. That, that, well, that's, <laughs> that, Drew is correct on that. I, I also... Yes, yeah, so I, I don't cook often, if at all. So that's also true. But by that standard, if I'm not allowed to order anything that is possible to make at home, then I guess I can never have a steak. Because guess what? I have a grill at home, Cody. Is that by your Logic, I can't ever grill a steak. It just, I, you know so, what it is? I think spaghetti and meatballs in my childhood associated with being us being poor. It was, I was spaghetti having, is like something you can make a bunch of. Spaghetti is one of the uh, easiest dishes. Cody, I wasn't having Chef Boyardee. I was having spaghetti. Classic Italian dish. Other than lasagna, is there anything more Italian than spaghetti and meatballs? It was phenomenal, by the way. They had this giant 16-ounce meatball you could have got, too. That looked intense. It, so it was if, if Gold would have gotten that, would you have been okay with it? That's different. That's what? a specialty <laughs> item. It's not the spaghetti part. What? It's, it's it a is, different item. It okay. is way – like, someone is correct. Overall, order whatever the hell you want to want. If it's good, if you like the food, order it. The salmon is a way bolder choice at an Italian restaurant than ordering spaghetti meatballs. What was okay, the name? I'm making the order. order. I did the best. You did the second best. You did the worst. What did you? <laughs> okay. What did you order? Carbonara. Okay. You it's act like fine. you act like that's not something that's classic either. No, but it's also it's more <laughs> difficult to make at home because it requires like not curdling and you know like there's just hey, more work. How many, how many times have you made carbonara at home? Yes. Couple. How many times have you made spaghetti and meatballs? A couple. Okay. Well, that's different. He's only cooked a couple of times <laughs> this year. It's a completely different matter. All i got to say, spaghetti at a, at, a, at a good Italian restaurant, spaghetti and meatballs is phenomenal. With all due respect, I have never made salmon before, so. Oh, I've made salmon. So do you think that they should, the text line is asking, do you think that, that it's, if it's, it's such a specialty item or not a specialty, should they not even offer spaghetti and meatballs by your logic? Look, they got to serve to the masses. Oh, oh, yeah, the masses. So really, you're, you're the. You should rise above it. So we're the masses. You're the, you're the, the, the minority here. I'm not, no, I'm not being. Spaghetti and meatballs is, is a classic. It, it, if, you don't, <laughs> this, if you don't have it, are you an Italian restaurant? What I want the two of you, this is where this really comes down to, and then I know we'll talk some Chiefs. Uh-huh. I want you two to grow up, and I want <laughs> oh, you two to grow up. Thanks, Dad. I want you two to like <laughs> learn that you can try new foods, and there might be new experiences out there for you to enjoy. Drew last night told me he's never had authentic Mexican food in his life. Well, that's, to my not, I've he's never in had his mid-20s. Mexican. Yeah, that's, that's a little wild. It's time. Yeah, we got to go get some street tacos for the guy. And then, like last night, we can well, later on in the show, man. We'll get to it later this hour. There was a funny moment because 
It was a nicer restaurant, so there was a bathroom attendant. We'll, we'll tell you the story related to that. Drew's comment was sensational <laughs> about the bathroom attendant at the restaurant. Uh, we'll, we'll work that in. We're just getting started. It is day one of Radio Row coverage here, and uh, we cannot wait to br- bring you the sights and sounds of Vegas all week long. And tonight's opening night as well. There's some fans that are allowed into that. We'll be at Allegiant Stadium later on this evening, so be checking our social media channels uh, for all the behind-the-scenes access to that. It's going to be quite the show I think tonight especially since it's in Las Vegas Uh, and it's a whole different atmosphere when you have something in Vegas but we know for for this football team they're on a quest to go back to back man it hasn't been done in over 20 years we were actually talking briefly with someone from Boston it hadn't happened since they were talking about back to back in Boston on the sports hub over there I mean it, it has been a very long time you're also talking about dynasty and we know the last time the Chiefs were in a position to do this same thing in terms of going back to back and it was a week in, in which I think Chiefs fans were confident then as well, the same way I'm confident heading into this game, and we know they laid an egg at that point against the Tampa Bay Bucks in a 31-9 loss. They blew it. I mean, I think that's why this feels extra important, not just for the dynasty stuff. Like, if you just separate it from the you are, you have a shot at back-to-back Super Bowls, and the last time you had a shot to do it, you not just didn't win the game, Gold. You blew it. You blew it really bad. Matter of fact, if you look at the last – five or six teams to have a shot to go back-to-back. The Patriots blew it a couple of times. The Seahawks blew their opportunity to go back-to-back. I know that we always be like, well, you never know when you're going to get back just in general for teams. That just universally applies. The Chiefs will probably be back in another Super Bowl. But you can't be guaranteed to go back-to-back. That puts you in exclusive company. Like we said, there's the bigger dynasty part of this. But I think it would be in my head that the last time we tried to run it back, remember that was the whole saying, that they messed up. And I think it says something a little bit that they have given no slogan for going back-to-back this time. They haven't said, let's run it back. They haven't said, back-to-back. They haven't said, we're repeat. They've, they've left that mostly out of it versus our job is to win an individual Super Bowl, which is the right attitude. But I think it's impossible to not go into this thing and try to make sure you secure that, the we've won back-to-back Super Bowl championships. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about legacy when we're talking about these things. And I, I think the great ones recognize what, legacy and historical achievements can be but also they're great at not making it the focus of the week and not putting too much pressure on themselves to get there I think that's a you know something you would worry about for a younger player but if you're Rashi Rice you weren't here last year when they won if you're any uh, you know if you're not Mahomes Kelsey Chris Jones or Andy Reid for that matter I would really say those three players those, those four individuals as those well are the like, most important players like, just listed but that, but, you know? but those are the guys that are they're you know they're they're experienced they've been here before they're not going to let that overwhelm them, even though tonight at media night, I can promise you at opening night, there is going to be plenty of people asking them about the historical implications of what a Super Bowl win would mean. Not to mention, we'll have time, as we already have in the last week or so, to talk about individually Mahomes putting himself on a, on a path directly to pace where Brady was. Yeah. You know, all, all of that is stuff. Mahomes, it's not, he, he knows that that is out there, but I just think, he, you know, it's not something where all week long, oh my gosh, it's all that's on his mind is how can he make sure he gets a ring to chase Brady. I don't think that's how he approaches it. He, he understands what's, what it could mean for his legacy, but just like Tom Brady, when he was winning seven rings, I, I don't think after the, you know, the the fourth one, he was saying, "Man, if I get to five, that's going to put me in this, you know, all alone or anything like that." You know, time. You, you know, I, I don't think he actually made a comment it. on a radio interview maybe like a week ago. Tom did, and I think it was on the the one he does with Gray. And so he was talking about that. And he said, "I learned very early on that I better not try to become the next Marino, the next Montana, the next. I should just." Probably try to be me. And for Mahomes, that's got to be easy. He plays football different than anyone I've ever watched play football again. 
Whether he gets to the ring total or not is a completely different conversation. But he plays it his own way. He's succeeding his own way, and he's succeeding at a rate that really only one person ever has succeeded at. That's why it's hard not to look at it. The back-to-back thing is huge. Like, I think being able to say that is one time in somewhere in your NFL career, a lot of those other dynasties, the reason why they're dynasties is because they had that. I know that it completes an even bigger picture thing, and they'll try to be the, you know, they win it, they can try to be the first team to go back-to-back-to-back, and then he can have a whole nother conversation in himself. The closest anyone's ever gotten is three out of four. I think it is hard once the game kicks in not to let that pressure of you are the defending Super Bowl champs. It does, I will say this, it seems like a face-off of two teams trying to be like, no, we're the underdog. The Chiefs can be like, oh, look at oh, us. It's been that way on social media from their own social media Oh, department. yeah, they're like, never. Everybody, everybody, never loves, to be, everybody loves to be the dog, right? Everybody loves to be the underdog. Uh, the fact is the Chiefs are the underdog. Like whether I know, but the, the Chiefs are the defending Super I, I, Bowl champions. I understand, but they, Cody, they've been underdogs in every game other than the Dolphins game yeah. in the Super Bowl. 49ers the 40, have been favored in every they're, game. They're, the Niners are the only team. During the regular season, the Chiefs and Niners were the two teams that had been favored every week. The only difference was Week 18, the Chiefs rested, yeah. and so they were they were underdogs to the Chargers. Other than that, the Niners literally have been favorites in 20 football, yeah, 20 football games this year. But that's a Vegas underdog versus a mental underdog. Yeah, and when you're like, the 49ers, I mean, you can say, they're the defending Super Bowl I, champs. I understand. We're the underdog in this game. They're the one playing for a dynasty. We haven't won anything. We've never won a Super Bowl with this group. We've got the seventh round, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant I, I quarterback. You. They've got Patrick Mahomes. Well, I hear the you. Mental I mean, versus the Vegas. I hear you, and this is why I love the fact that, though, in Vegas the Chiefs are – are underdogs. You're, you're correct that the 49ers are viewing it as, oh my gosh, now that the Chiefs have turned it on, that a lot of people are picking the Chiefs to win this game more so than, than the 49ers. But, I mean, the, the Niners also, let's not kid ourselves, Cody, from week three on, not, I can't say week one because the Chiefs were preseason Super Bowl favorites, but after the Chiefs lost to the Lions, other than the Ravens, the 49ers were the, the Super Bowl favorites pretty much all year. They were. And the 49ers after week five, before they had a, a three-game lull with some injuries, they looked like, hey, if, if that game, I think we, we said on this very show, so did a lot of people, that around October 10th, if the Super Bowl was October 10th, yeah, the 49ers would have beat anybody in this league. They would have cruised through a Super Bowl win. And we said at the time, the good news is the Super Bowl is played in February. And, and here we yeah. are, it's now February, and there's a much different feel. The 49ers have looked a little more vulnerable. The Chiefs still have all their flaws, but they're playing their best football of the season. I don't know if you can say the Niners are playing their best football of the season at all. No, they're still playing pretty good, though. The two games that they won, obviously they got behind and still won. This is what's so funny about even January 1st. You need to go halfway through the season. January 1st, this was my nightmare stretch for the Chiefs to get the win. I'm sorry, they got to play at home against Miami, travel to Buffalo, travel to Baltimore, and then play the 49ers? This is worst-case scenario. <laughs> I couldn't have imagined. That is, the, that is the path I would have chosen the least. You could have given me, oh, hey, here are the 900 different possibilities of the way the Chiefs can go to the Super Bowl and win it this year. This path would have been my absolute dead last choice. And still somehow the Chiefs are in this game, have a shot to beat the 49ers on Sunday, and come back for that title in those rings. It's like, I, I understand, like, the 49ers are not playing. As, the Chiefs are actually playing maybe the best football in the season, like Absolutely. you said. Absolutely. Because of the offense is playing. The O-line well. in particular. You know, I, the offensive line, and we know Joe Tooney hasn't been ruled out yet for this game, uh, but the tackles. I mean, that is still, like, if you're really asking plain and simple offensively what's the, what's the key, it, other than, hey, don't drop the football, which they haven't done recently, it's, once again, can they put together a fourth consecutive playoff game where the tackles, Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor, are both holding up 
and holding their own, which is what which is what they have done, and it's a big reason why this team is in the Super Bowl. Does this does this at all feel you you and I weren't on Radio Row for the Tampa Bay Super Bowl because it was COVID year and there was yeah. no media stuff. Very weird. It was all virtual. Does this week feel the same? I'm not talking about hey we're in Vegas. This is going to be a crazy week. I mean from a confidence in how you view the Chiefs going into the to the game because heading in we all were incorrect in how we evaluated the O-line play and the injuries on the O-line. We under- underestimated how big of a how deal that was going to be. Well, fortunately, the Chiefs are actually really healthy heading in. I know it's unfortunate on the defensive side of many who's out, but this and is not the same. Be. They're not dealing with tackle, you know, their, their offensive tackles being hurt or anything like that. I had a lot of confidence heading into that game against the Bucs, and then by halftime, it was shot. It was over. It was done. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Where are you at confidence-wise? Well, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I, look, people, some people Less hate when I say this. Less than the individual game, but more because I know the Chiefs now are one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Does that make sense? They're having one of the greatest runs in NFL history yeah. with one of the greatest runs at quarterback uh, in NFL history. I got a lot of evidence to support the fact that Patrick Mahomes shows up in these games. It's weird because go back to that Super Bowl against the Bucs, their last time they were going, trying to go back-to-back. Yes, the O-line injuries were there, but the offense was still playing at a top-five level, yet the defense was, what, like 19th or something like that in the league? This go-around, we know you have a number-one defense that I don't care who they play, the defense is going to show up. And the offense is like 12th or 13th. Yet, I feel very confident heading into this game. And a lot of it is because the mistakes that they made all year for 90%, the penalties, the drops, the turnovers, they haven't, that hasn't shown up in the playoffs. No. And it's always about, you know, how are you playing at, playing at the right time, right? It's how you're playing in January, now February, not how you're playing in November. And Andy Reid has gotten this team to a, a spot where you feel great about their chances uh, when it matters most, not the November Super Bowls, not the December Super Bowl that the Bills like to crown and, and have and that Cincinnati likes to have and things like that, Drew. Patrick yeah, Mahomes right. has, <laughs> has had zero turnover-worthy throws, according yes. to Pro Football in the entire postseason. So he's not put a single ball in harm's way. Like and I, we know that it's the opposite of that in the regular season. He, you know, sometimes takes some risks, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with taking risks. But the fact that he's done that to this point really continues it. We've also talked a lot about the way this relates, and the way like the city has responded to the Chiefs doing this. But again, our heater continues. We've talked a lot about that and what the city has been going through. And we talk about like, like the airport and the new maybe downtown baseball stadium if that gets approved in April. And we got great news yesterday. Not only are they getting six matches for the World Cup, they're also getting a quarterfinal. That's big. That's, That's big. huge. A quarter- now, look, I know Casey's used to hosting semifinals, <laughs> as in the AFC Championship game every year, mm. but I'll take a World Cup quarterfinal. Yeah, it just continues to uh, to speak, I think, volumes about where Kansas City is at. And a huge part of it has been the success of the Chiefs, putting Kansas City on the map even more. Uh, obviously, I know the Royals in 2015, but this run, I mean, to me, the draft's not here in Kansas, you know, in Kansas City this past year if it wasn't for what the Chiefs were doing on a national, global scale, winning Super Bowls. Like, I understand that's not – you don't have to win a Super Bowl to get a draft. I, I get it. The Lions are hosting the Super Bowl this year. But my point is, from a, if you go around, whether it's media members here on Radio Row or you're just talking to NFL fans, the, the feeling around Kansas City and what KC is just as a city is so much different. You know, the, the flyover country jokes and things like that. The feeling about K- everybody is pleasantly surprised when they come to Kansas City. Clearly, FIFA was as well. And and think about the other cities that are getting the the quarterfinals. You know, they're they're getting the quarterfinals in L.A. and what I think uh, New York and Boston maybe is the other one. Yeah. And Kansas City is part of that group. We all know those are the top ten, top five cities. You know, population size, and Kansas City thirtieth or yeah. whatever. 
I mean, that, that, that tells you a lot about, the one, the passion for sports in Kansas City, soccer, the facilities that we have in Kansas City, which, again, there's going to be some improvements that are going to have to happen at Arrowhead before these games are hosted. But, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, bucket list type of stuff. You know, I, I'm, I certainly am going to try to make it at least to one of these World Cup matches. What do you think? What's a quarterfinal at Arrowhead going to run, you think? Oh, I don't know, man. Is it like a, I guess it depends I mean, on who's in the quarter. If it's the U.S., I mean, quarter, quarter, quarterfinals, I mean, that, I mean, you're talking about having a chance, you know, I'll throw out Germany or Brazil or something. Who knows? I mean, in the quarterfinals, it could be some – we're talking the legit Dutch. powers. It could be – I mean, yeah, it could and, be and whether, soccer powers. And whether yes. you're a soccer fan or not, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cool event to go to. And I know we're, we're here at the Super Bowl, and so someone might be like, why are you talking about soccer? Well, it speaks to, again, the, the, the sports fandom and where Kansas City is at and how on the map we are as a city now. And they don't get the World Cup if it's also not for the momentum of not only, you know, soccer in KC, but go back, how well the city did hosting the draft and how well, you know, the brand-new airport, all, all that kind of stuff. And all the parade, you know, like the Chiefs parade stuff. It doesn't matter. The city just looked good on a national stage a bunch over the last few years. This, to me, is just another exciting thing to get to be in Kansas City. Like, I know that, like, we get to keep traveling for these Super Bowls, which is nice. And yeah, a little spoiled If they now, win, huh? then you get to go to the parade, which is going to be on Valentine's Day, it seems like, so... Like, I like being able to do these things, um, but this is this one's a particularly unique opportunity because the U.S. is only going to host a World Cup every so often anyway. And for your city to have been chosen based out of a lot of cities that all wanted the same opportunity as you, to find out you're going to get six matches, you know, group play, a quarter. Like, I mean, that's just a knockout round game. That's a massive thing for the city. That's going to be really cool. Now, I don't agree. I think it was the FIFA president said, he said, the World Cup is 104 Super Bowls. Like, oh, relax, man. In this country, I mean, globally, it's not. I will say globally, it is, the, I mean, it is the biggest event in the world. Yes. But, like, you know, like, I think he was just speaking to, like, because the U.S. and all this stuff was hosting. I was like, chill a little. It's, it's a big deal, man. Deal. It's, oh, it's, it's the World Cup. I'm think not about trying that. to like, what, Kansas City, it's unlikely that we'll ever get a chance to host a Super Bowl. Certainly, at minimum, until one day we have a stadium with a roof, just to even give you a chance. Um, but the fact that we're getting a chance to host a World Cup is awfully cool. As we're broadcasting live here on Radio Row, our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Reminder, we're streaming the show live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook as well. If you want to check out kind of what Radio Row looks like, People commenting on Cody's haircut. We'll address that coming up on the other side as well. And what Travis Kelsey had to say on Friday that stood out to Cody and uh, maybe a new addition coming to the Chiefs by the time we get to Super Bowl Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Radio Row in Las Vegas, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Ray Gun, the greatest store in the universe. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. Day number one here in Las Vegas. One thing to pass along during the break, some news coming out on the 49ers side that we know both teams are practicing at different venues. That's normal. The Chiefs are at the Raiders facility. They're the home team, so they get the quote-unquote home team facility. Yep. The 49ers are over at UNLV, and 
they're not happy with the field surface. Jonathan Jones over at CBS Sports reporting that a group of 49ers staffers that includes members of the equipment staff and grounds team, they inspected the field last week, and they are raising concerns about the firmness of the surface, Cody. It's too soft. They must we, not be listening to AM radio. Uh-uh. No. The, they listen harder. Listen longer li- and, and listen <laughs> harder. The NFL laid natural grass over UNLV's artificial surface, and the staffers think the field is too soft. The team considering alternatives. So it's not quite game day field where you're worried about that. We'll wait till Sunday to find that out. But uh, let the conspiracies begin. That the NFL intentionally made the field softer just okay. for the 49ers, just, just so the Chiefs could have better prep all week. You know, that's, that story's coming soon. Oh, probably. Um, although I would say just learn the lesson that turns out NFL teams and the NFL is not great at grass maintenance. <laughs> They're just not very good at it. I don't know what else to say. Between a mildewy field for the Super Bowl last year and their attempt at one half of a practice field this year, then it's just a mess. This is the problem. And, look, this is the kind of logistical things you deal with. But, like, everybody can't practice at the same spot. That's why they designate home and road, and you got a 50-50 shot that that's the year you get to practice in the normal facility. It was funny to see the photos of, like, the Chiefs logo on the Raiders' locker room door. Oh, I love it. In their own stadium. Yesterday, seeing the Chiefs logo, we drove past Allegiant like four times yesterday. Seeing the giant Chiefs helmet logo (laughs) wrapped on the ribbon banner outside their stadium. I will say this. One thing I hadn't thought about with that stadium that the Uber driver pointed out yesterday. He said when those games are on live, this huge ribbon board that takes up like a massive part of the outside of the stadium. They'll run actual in-game highlights. He's like, I can't tell you. How many brake lights get oh, hit accidents. and how many accidents it almost causes. On the outside on the freeway. As people are yeah. watching, you know, a Super Bowl touchdown highlight on the other end and then almost causing the accident. Hadn't considered that. It's like right next to the highway. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. It goes on to say in this story, though, the f- issue with the field is not thought to be related to safety, but the team's just preference. preference. They want a firmer surface. So the, uh, the, the contingency plan is either they're going to bring in brand-new sod ahead of Wednesday's practice – uh, Which is crazy. It's, it's, it's yeah, Monday. Working on the current field, or they want to negotiate maybe with the NFL about working out the Raiders' facility. But, again, that's where the Chiefs are already at. I'm glad it's their problem and not the Chiefs' problem. Let them have that headache to work on, figuring out their practice field and all that. But definitely there will be somebody that will try to use that as a conspiracy theory as the week goes on. Don't worry about that. Uh, we'll tell you about last night uh, and, and something that happened at the restaurant uh, coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, it involved a bathroom attendant. Uh, at, at the restaurant, and it was a pretty, it was kind of a funny moment at, at dinner <laughs> yesterday. But Travis Kelsey spoke on Friday, and there was something that, that you thought was, was kind of interesting that he had to say about injuries. Yeah, I think what it is is that for the longest time, we have equated his lower than his standard, let's call it, performance this season based on the fact that he hyperextended his knee before the season, maybe was never right, maybe was never as healthy because of his age and all of those things. The way he talked about his injury on Friday was not that way. He said, from a pure injury standpoint, I have felt worse in a season multiple times more than this one. He said it was that coupled with the frustration over how this team was performing that got the better of me. That made me feel so much better that these couple of games in the postseason were not just about the, oh, congratulations, we got one day off and it all rested situation in week 18, but instead that they started to play better and he started to feel himself again, Gold. That's really what it comes down to. I think they eventually started to feel themselves a little bit, and he started to feel more comfortable with it, and that that's more of a relation than the injury itself. I know that that's not not just for future stuff, but for this postseason run. I thought maybe he was out of gas at some point this season a little bit 
because of the injuries. But he was talking about like he's been more hurt than any other season. Yeah, the the, the stories from last year after the season, as you were pointing out, like it was, he said that was the most banged up he had been, and all of that. I think it happens when when you're winning, you can handle, you know, you, you can handle some of the uh, not only uh, frustration uh, but the pain a little bit more. And so then you, you add in a season that, despite him pacing for nearly a thousand yards again, he came up 16 yards short. You have a year where you know you're not playing your best football. The team's not. You're used to a top five offense, all of that, and you're hurt. And so suddenly that that back pain or whatever probably feels a hundred times feels worse little, yeah. when you're losing. Like everybody, yeah. I mean, it, it you're makes like, sense. You're stuck like, in the workout room and you're like, this it, is stupid. It makes sense. Like if you are, you know, even like take it away from football. Like if you're if you're just someone that, you know, even if you're if you're feeling pain or you've got something going on in your life, but all of a sudden you're having more success in other areas or whatever, like that other stuff doesn't seem as bad. Like I feel no. like it's no different than, than that if we're talking about in, in a football you know, circumstance. So yeah, Travis Kelsey looks like Hall of Fame Travis Kelsey again. He's going to, no-brainer, of course, going to have to be a huge part of the equation on, on Sunday. Um, but I, I think he's fresh. Like I, I do now two more weeks, now a week left, like of just not taking any hits until Sunday. Where does Travis Kelsey playing like old Travis Kelsey rank amongst – the most important reasons why they're back in the Super Bowl. It's like it's like two, three. I, I think I mean, it's defense not number is still one. there. Mahomes's play is probably maybe right above it or on par with, but it's in the top three, four. I mean, it can't be that far down the list. It's definitely toward the top of the list. I don't think it's one though because I believe not only did they you know cut out certain things, they focused in on Isaiah Pacheco. I think Isaiah Pacheco is one of the biggest reasons why things have sorted out offensively for them. You know, I Travis Kelsey was sensational in the AFC title game, but I, I still think going from the Cincinnati game on, what they got out of Pacheco and feeding into his running style, I think it's a tone setter for this team when you see the, the intensity in which Pacheco runs the football. And they're just having a lot of success with that. Like, you actually have to worry about the running game. If you're an opponent, that opens up everything else. So, yeah, Kelsey's probably number two or three on that list. Um, other than the obvious, which is they're not having drops, but if you're well, asking, they only like, are allowing 13 points per game in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, I mean the defensive that's side, probably of somewhere on the list. And that, that's actually funny, you know. Like we all are guilty of that. We bring up all the offensive stuff, but and Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, so the defense is never going to get the love nationally, probably that they should. This defense has just been absolutely sensational. So yeah, they're. I would I would say defense might even be number one on the list. It still. could be. I think Mahomes has played like Mahomes maybe one for me because I think you have to have great quarterback play. And Patrick Mahomes has played a flawless three games of football. He's hadn't screwed anything up. He's never given the ball away. He's made all the big important drives when it mattered. He's made some elite level throws. All of those things do make it a lot easier to assume that that's the case. Our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com. We did get great news on Friday for maybe. Maybe a potential uh, Super Bowl secret weapon? I love We've this. We've talked about him early in the year, so this is easy conversation. Right? I love this, and there's no guarantee he's going to play, but we're talking about Jarek McKinnon, who had uh, core muscle surgery, I believe is how they phrased it, on January 2nd. All right, so it's been just over a month. And at that point in time, he was put on IR, and it seemed like his season was done. Well, they've opened the window. There's no guarantee that he's actually active on Sunday. Yeah. But this would be a boost, man. This was a guy that last year – was so impactful in the red zone. It's someone that when things really weren't going on well offensively, we said, hey, maybe they need to start using McKinnon more in the red zone. I think you know his speed, his pass protection ability as well could be big for them. 
And I, I hope this is real, like not just, hey, we're opening the window, give him a chance to practice and gamesmanship and make the Niners think about it. I, I hope he actually is available. We know where they're at offensively, the backfield. Pacheco is, is the guy. Um, and Clyde has done a nice job at times, but McKinnon presents a nice pass pass protection option, and I still think the receiving game. You're talking about uh, struggles still trying to, to have other guys in the passing game other than Rice and Kelsey step up. I still believe McKinnon can be a factor. Heck, Isaiah Pacheco ran a great – the first or second play of the game against the Ravens was a beautiful route from it Pacheco. Was. I think it was the first play, maybe the yeah. second play of the game. And so I think McKinnon can help them in the screen game you know, with, with this offensive line to alleviate some things. So if he, in fact, is actually active, that's an added boost come Sunday. I'll say this. When it comes to him, and, I, and look, I'm not going to turn down talented players who have been good in the red zone for the Chiefs, an area where they have clearly struggled this season. Less worried about it than he used to be because Clyde's done a fine job. I've got no complaints about the job Clyde's done. Is he a superstar? No. Is he the world's greatest backup running back? No, but he's done an admirable job. In the backup, roll to Pacheco. Pacheco carries so much of the weight, and he's played so great. Okay, but because Clyde has been okay, if for some reason this little miracle doesn't come true and they activate his window but he's not able to play in the game, I'm all right. I also I would feel really bad if they activated McKinnon and didn't keep Clyde on the roster. And I don't think, I think they would do have that because backs. he missed the Super Bowl last year, man. He's been an ultimate team guy. I think they'll that have suck. three backs. The, the reason why I love this, too, is if McKinnon's active, even less likely that they activate not only Tony, but maybe Sky Moore's not active if that happens. Sky Moore's available potentially for this uh, game. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe, he'll be, and maybe he'll be active. But if that if you're telling me pick between the two, who could have a bigger impact on the game in a positive way? Jarek. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, of course. It's a no-brainer. If we're adding in the, the risk-reward element, it, the answer is also Jarek because I think you're way more on the negative side and what you know, Tony, who I just assume is not playing anyway. Well, uh, how many times has Jarek McKinnon hurt this team versus how many right. times have Scott Moore and Canaries Tony it, hurt this team? It's that simple. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe tonight we'll have a chance to talk to McKinnon. It's, it's opening night at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, it'll be broadcast on NFL Network and everything, but we'll be bringing you some behind-the-scenes coverage on our social media channels as well. And, and that could be that could be a huge thing for this football team as we're broadcasting from Radio Row thanks to Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. What was someone saying about my hair in the text line? Yes, it was a, it was a compliment, Cody. It was oh, it was a compliment. Nice. Someone says, Cody. I thought for sure that was going to be an insult. See, look, you or, right away you thought someone was going to be critical. <laughs> yeah, 913-586-7610, the Jay Southland Toast service text line from the 913 cody's looking fresh haircut oh. button up uh, button up in fresh shave same with gold code is for sure uh, uh code gold is for sure looking to get hitched to a floozy this week oh you know what we were talking about that at dinner <laughs> last night i'm just gonna tell you right now uh, i'm gonna make alex gold get on tender this week man he's getting on tender can i at least go on I a classier app can i at least go on like bumble or something wait is that is that classy bumble or hinge yeah yeah tender's trashy Oh, now we are in Vegas, you know, but it's faster. I'm I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where you can, Tinder's going to where if their profile says dancer, you're going to have to guess which kind. As in like professional, you know, like it's Vegas. They could just be like ballerinas or, you know, stage dancers. They could could cover a wide area. I'll go on Bumble. How about Bumble and Tinder? Okay. And then we'll put out a video. We'll blur their faces. I think for the. Oh, you'll need a live swipe. Yeah, I want you to live swipe. I download the apps again. And then we'll just have you. We'll give a, a bulleted, okay. hey, let me, uh, here are the circumstances. Which girl do you think gold should reach tender. out to? Okay, let me, I'll download the apps. We'll, we'll set this up later in the week but okay. or tonight. But Tinder. Bumble or, you know, whichever one you feel comfortable with. If but, you'd rather do that one. So there's fine. a balance. Like, Tinder is trashier, but Hinge will take too long. to, to Right? So we gotta, to, to get we, something. Yeah. So yeah. we got to go. We got to go. 
The legendary We're here for a week. Twitch said, performer. Again, you're going to have performer? to guess. You're still going to guess Woo. what kind. Oh, in Vegas, if there's any spot that has fake profiles, or you got to be careful with the escort profiles in Vegas, too. So you got to be really. On the, on the dating app? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Are you kidding? Yeah. Especially on Tinder. Yes, yeah, especially on Tinder. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we gotta do. We'll do this sometime in the next of couple course. of days. Yeah, that that's definitely gonna be in play. No, but someone was complimenting. Someone was complimenting well, nice. you. That's how that went down last night. We were at dinner. We already mentioned uh, Cody's critique of my food order. Yeah. I guess you're not allowed to order spaghetti and meatballs in an Italian restaurant <laughs> in 2024. Uh, apparently not. Who knew? Who knew? Um, but it was a restaurant in in. You went up to, to leave for the restroom, and you came back and said, hey, i got to grab a couple bucks. I'm like, why do you need – he's like, oh, there's a bathroom attendant. Well, and I just – look, I'll be honest. If that's your job, there is no one in that building more deserving of a tip than that man. He had the aqua de show. Oh, he, he had put, the gum. You, you put some on? He had you the on? mints. You put some on? Yeah, why not? You put well, a little. in there. Why not put a little, you know, I, feel good, smell good, feel I good. I couldn't tell. I haven't been able to smell for like two months, but so I, I couldn't tell. I wasn't overwhelmed. It was a scent overwhelming, Drew. Get it, get, no, it was, you know, uh, it was a light spritz. That man's yeah. a professional. And, you know, like the sinks operated. It was like a push-button rainfall shower. <laughs> uh. And I wasn't at first sure. I was reaching for a hand. I was like, it's by your foot, sir. And I was like, oh, thank you. And so I felt bad when I left that I didn't bring my cash to the table. It was still in my backpack. So I went back to tip, and you guys were looking at me. I'm like, I got to tip the bathroom at Yeah. See, and you, you told me when I came back, what was the first thing that Drew said? Drew, you said to me, you said, <laughs> you said, well, I'm definitely not going to the bathroom now. Why? <laughs> 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 you were less likely to go. You're like, I'm not dealing with the bathroom attendant. I have, I have no cash. I, I, I'm, I'll I'm give Cody it. credit for once I left the, once I would have left the bathroom, I just would have been done with it. Cody went back, so that, that's a good look on your part. Um, you also drew, you still could have gone to the bathroom, you know, but the fact that you were like, I'm definitely not going to the restroom here because there's <laughs> because a bathroom I, I, attendant. I, would, I didn't just loan you a buck to give the guy. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the fact that there was an attendant there. It was the fact that I would feel bad because I didn't have any cash to give him where you. <laughs> That's thankless work. When is the attendant going to start happen, having a Venmo QR code? You know, you're in the restroom. You pull out your, well, that's, that's the problem. You pull out your phone to the restroom. That's the, the one place where I think you can get yeah. away with it is Vegas. People yeah. have cash in Vegas. But I understand, like, everyone, if it's a tipping thing, you probably should have a QR code. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, look, that's, I, that's, my, that's a better chance of getting the money from me more often. Yeah, like, I, I, I agree. I, I hear you about the bathroom attendant and all that. But also, unless I am grabbing a mint or whatever, like, I'm washing my own hands, you know? I'm washing my own hands. He offered me a towel. Did you? Did you? He offered me mints, or but gum you didn't or? take a mint, did you? No, I did you not took, take a mint. I was going to eat cologne, dinner. though. So you—that's why you had a tip because you took cologne. Well, I felt bad. This man's just trying to earn a living. Oh, so wait—you took the cologne be- just I because? I felt out of guilt. You felt you had to take the cologne. Yeah, well, I felt like mm-hmm. he needed to seem like he was doing his job. He had four or five different options. Felt like Aqua Dijon was the safe Vegas choice. So you felt that he wasn't doing it. If you if you just left, then he—he's just standing there all night, man. That's no good. <laughs> he wants to feel purpose. People want to feel like they have a purpose. Do you think you, so? You, I think you're, I think you're giving yourself way too much credit now, though, for like making this individual's night. No, you're no. acting like you're acting like you. Cha- you're acting like you're, you're acting like yeah, like his entire world he is woke much up this better. Morning and he was like, you know what? Because of the three dollars you gave him, or whatever it was. <laughs> he went to bed. My life does matter. <laughs> he went home and told his oh, told his wife or girlfriend or called his parents. See, you know what I got today? I got a nice tip from a man. I've today, got some gentlemen. Text line is correct in pointing this out. If that's really your mentality, Cody, you know, and and. 
And no, you, I just and, I felt like it, I should tip him. That's if all. that's your mentality, though, and you're and you're all about supporting somebody that's working hard and just trying to get by and support, then you should really be all about our future strip club visit this week. You should mm. have no problem with that because they're, oh. they're I tip when I'm there. Well, some I mean, of them are know. trying to pay their way through school. You know, they're just trying to do that, trying to make a living. So you should have no problem tipping and I'm not. Cody's gonna be I, Cody's be laying back on stage with one dollar bills on his chest. Oh God, no, God, no! There's just no way I'm doing that. <laughs> they could just have the money and not do that. Like here's Wait, the money. Wait, Cody's like, money. here's twenty. Go away. Just Can you imagine it. at the strip club? That's what Cody just says. Just don't climb on top of me. I don't want that. <laughs> that's what uh, I'm looking for in this my situation. Goodness. Wow. I know this became less of a topic of conversation. I'm moving on because I don't want to talk about the strip club right now. No, that, I you're became, not getting out of that. We're going to talk more about that later this week. I understand. I, uh, I know this became less of a topic of conversation starting around the playoffs when the Chiefs started playing well. It's so funny now because we talked about wide receivers all year, and I do not think wrongfully so, okay? Some of them actively hurt this team for years. One of the names that get mentioned in the offseason for the Chiefs did you see what Mike Evans is asking for? According to reports, Mike Evans would like just a tidy $30 million per year as a free agent this upcoming season. So I'm officially out. Yeah. I'll just start right wow. there. I for the And especially now that I know with a bad wide receiver group, the Chiefs can make it to and win a Super Bowl. So I'm good. Not spending $30 million on a wide receiver. Almost would rather draft five of them in the draft and spend money anywhere else. In the free agency pool. They clearly need help Help still at the wide receivers well, spot yes. in the offseason. But I, I was a little worried about Mike Evans before I saw the dollar amount. We had mentioned this a couple weeks ago. The age aspect. You know, he, he's going to be, what, 31 or 32 by the start uh, of next season. And so I start to get nervous on multi-year deals for a wide receiver at that age. So he is 30. He'll be 31 before the start of the uh, 2024 season, and so you're talking about 31 years old, and is somebody willing to overpay on a three-year deal, two you know, two years guaranteed at 30 million a year? I can't do it. Now he's a stud, right? Ten straight thousand-yard seasons. He's an incredible wide receiver. I want him in Kansas City, but he's not signing a one-year deal. No, and he's not probably signing a two-year deal. Honestly, and a one-year deal, 30 million 20, is even worse than two sure, at 30. In sure, sure, but 25, 25 to 30 million a year. I mean, that that is going to be the going rate for the top tier guys. It's the age. I'd be willing to give 25, 30 million a year to a younger receiver like T. Higgins or Michael uh, Pittman. If Michael he became Pittman. A free agent. I just don't think they're going to make Pittman available. That. Hollywood Brown. I wouldn't. I still think he's a tier below these two guys we mentioned. Hollywood Brown to me is someone 22 to 24 max that I would be willing to pay. No, on but if they deal, sure. But maybe you get away with that if you're internally and you're the Chiefs and you're like, hey, Rasheed Rice is. I told you he's going to take the Brandon Ayuk track. Uh, Rasheed Rice is going to be a 900-yard receiver now, an 1,100 receiver next year. And by the time he gets to year three, he'll be like Brandon Ayuk's natural, you know, like natural progression, and he's going to be a 1,400-yard guy. I know you've said, and I don't think it's unfair to be like, hey, I still think he's more like a high two than a turning into Ayuk, but I don't think you and I know. Maybe the Chiefs feel differently. Maybe they think the same as you. But if you internally are the Chiefs and you say, oh, no, Rasheed can be a 1,400-yard guy in two years. Well, then the level of Hollywood makes a lot of sense where you're like, why would we pay a number one where she is going to be that for us? What we need now is the guy you're talking about. We need a good two. We need a high end two. That's Hollywood Brown, right? Like a good, like a, well, he's like a mid. And he's got like some injury a, history. A, a two, a good two. And that's why his price is lower. He's got some injury history. We talk about T. Higgins. He's starting to look more banged up, which concerns you. A little bit, not as much as Hollywood Brown. He's just a better receiver than Hollywood Brown. Calvin Ridley's the one where you start wondering, can you can you get it in the, the ballpark of what you were discussing that's less? Uh, yeah, and, and look, I, 
someone mentioned two for 30 for Mike Evans. That's not possible. <laughs> yeah. He said he was 30 uh, a year. 15 million a year, well, not happening. Sure. Yeah, we're all in. I mean, so, shoot. Yeah, absolutely. No, he MVS costs million. $12 million a year. You tell me, yeah. yeah, I take Mike Evans for 15. $30 million. And, and the, the problem also on the Mike Evans, somebody will be willing to pay him that. You know, some other team that has a quarterback on a cheaper deal, some other team that's a little more, you know, you can say the Chiefs should be desperate at wide receiver, but it's hard to feel desperate when the team's in the Super Bowl. I was waiting right for now. someone to text in. I was looking at the text line I haven't pulled up yet. Yeah. I was waiting for someone to say, what about Justin Ross? Called <laughs> uh, it's fine. Yeah. That time's past us. Yeah. Nobody's asking for Justin yeah. Ross anymore. I thought we were done. I thought we were done I with think that. we are officially. I thought we were done with that. Whole we thing. tried to bury that thing at training camp. We did. We did. Someone says, if Mike Evans wants 30 a year, what does Justin Jefferson want? Whatever the heck he wants. Whatever he wants. Well, he and he'll get, get it. He'll get whatever he wants from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, there's there's no question. Look, I, I know that offseason discussion will take place after the postseason, but when you start seeing reports of the potential targets and where the dollar amounts are for Mike Evans, I mean, you, you, you still recognize what it would take to get a wide receiver of that level. And, and I think the age thing is going to scare a lot of people off at that point. Uh, and they, like, they have other areas, too. I mean, like, if you're saying, hey, they should have no problem paying $20, $30 million a year, let's not forget they're going to have to pay Snead this offseason. They're going to have to probably yep. go and either draft a defensive tackle or spend some money on a defensive tackle. That's not Chris Jones' money necessarily. But, I mean, heck, they don't have a left tackle right now for next season. Donovan Smith is on a one-year deal. He's not a long-term answer. So, I mean, so there, there's a lot to work. That's an offseason discussion. They can worry about it then. Um, but it's something to keep in mind when you start seeing some of those dollar amounts uh, float out there as we're broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Las Vegas. Just getting started. You can catch the show on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch as well. If you I wanna, added Facebook And Facebook. You. There you go if you want to watch us uh, and see the setup that we got so far out here. Monday, I'll be honest, a little slower day. Some of the guests will ramp up a little bit later on in the week starting uh, on Tuesday. Later on the week, we'll have Clark Hunt join us as well. So it's a little quieter here on a Monday as you kind of ease into Radio Row. But it's going to be a blast tonight with opening night. And up next, though, let's talk more about the individual group that probably doesn't get enough love nationally. And we will step away from the Chiefs momentarily when uh, we get to some positive news on the Royals front with what J.J. Piccolo had to say to our guy Josh Vermeer over at the Royals rally this week. And that's coming up next here on Cody and Gold. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.